I'm Nala Ayed, host of Ideas. In this age of clickbait and online shouting, Ideas is a meeting ground for people who want to deepen their understanding of the world. Join me as we crack open a concept to see how it plays out over place and time and how it matters today. From the rise of authoritarianism to the history of cult movies, no idea is off limits. Ideas is on the CBC Listen app or wherever you find your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. Take a listen to this. I feel alone in my body. I feel a silence underneath. In these valleys of blood. In these rivers of rust. Shoulder all the blame again. We were locked into the end. It was violent and rough. I was never enough. But what if I was? The Spirit Box with Jaded. From their latest EP, The Fear of Fear, I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Spirit Box are a heavy metal band from Victoria, British Columbia. And man, oh man, have they ever had a big year. They've been called the hottest new heavy metal band. Megan Thee Stallion, the biggest superstar in hip-hop right now, got them to do a remix of her big comeback single, Cobra. And they're up for a Grammy alongside legacy acts like Slipknot and Metallica. I mean, that, that Grammy for Best Metal Album is really, really hard to get into unless you are sort of a Iron Maiden-y legacy act. But for Courtney LaPlante from the band Spirit Box, receiving all this accolades and success and nominations doesn't really feel real. Because when you're a independent Canadian metal band from Vancouver Island, this kind of stuff feels so out of reach, so out of the realm of possibility, it's hard to wrap your head around it when it actually starts happening. I'll let Courtney tell you about that in just a second. But ahead of the Grammys this weekend, Courtney LaPlante of Spirit Box joined me to talk about their nomination and get into this moment. Courtney, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on your show. Did I get that right, LaPlante? Or is it the French? Is it LaPlante? No, I say it the wrong, the wrong <laughs> horrible way, LaPlante. Uh, congratulations on the, on the nomination. How are you feeling? It's, well, it's starting to feel more and more real because we're getting closer and closer to the award ceremony. Um, and I'm having to start looking like, you know, it's starting to become like not an abstract thing. I'm like starting to think of what I'm going to wear and like how flying to the ceremony and all that's in my family uh, being around. Like it's starting to become real now, a couple of weeks, like a week and a half out. <laughs> Can you tell me the story of how you found found out and all that? Like, where were you? Well, I think, I think that it's one of those things that I think maybe I don't mean to presume, but I think like most musicians probably like have always fantasized about that. So I've had a lot of practice fantasizing about what that moment would be like, and it ha- it was completely opposite from what happened. <laughs> what so, do you What do you mean? I went out with some of my friends the night before. I got home really late and I had a, you know, I had a couple Chardonnays in me. My husband, Michael, woke up and he was like, well, you, know, you know what tomorrow is? It's the nomination announcements. And I said, so I'm going to bed. Like I stayed up way later than I normally do. And he was like, I think we're going to get nominated. And I just laughed in his face. I just was like, I laughed at him like he said that the, the dumbest thing, the dumbest statement he could say. And, and I was like, 
I am so sure that we're not going to get nominated. I'll tell you this. If we get nominated tomorrow, I will buy you a dog and I'll train the dog for you because we've, we've wanted a dog for a long time. And then, so I wasn't even awake during it. My manager called me and woke me up because someone tipped him off. He woke me up like 10 minutes before. He's like, get up, get up and watch the ceremony. But by the time I was able to like log in and, and like they're like online and find it, like it had already happened. I just sat there and I only knew that it happened because then people started texting me. But every, I feel like that represents how nothing, nothing that's happened to us has happened in the traditional way that I expected it to. So I wasn't, that's a long way of saying I was not prepared. I was yeah. so sure that that wasn't happening that I didn't set my alarm to, to be up for it because why would I, why would I wake up early to see someone else's name? Be called? <laughs> I'll find out later, you know, when I wake up. Where, where's the dog? The, well, the dog has to wait. The dog has to wait because we are on, we are going on tour in a couple of days. Um, but the dog and me and Michael have been together for a, while, a long time, like 12 years. And ever since I knew him, he was like, when I get a dog, I'm going to name it Spaghetti. So it's that's the dog's name. So Spaghetti hasn't been chosen yet, but we'll go pick out Spaghetti when we are when we return. Uh, here's here's a question for you. Um, in the in the category, it's Metallica, uh, Disturbed, Slipknot, Ghost, but Ghost covering Iron Maiden. A lot of legacy groups um, or like tributes to legacy groups and even Ghost have been around for a while now. Uh, and and you guys, uh, what do you make of that? And there's only one award. Yeah. So there's no, you. there's only one chance. There's no, There's only one medal category. So unless you make something that could be considered rock, which arguably some metal bands can dip. So, you know, example being Metallica, same album, they're nominated for a rock song and a metal song. Uh, unless you do that, um, you'd only ever have one shot. It's one of those things where it could never happen again. So I definitely don't take it for granted. And it's like, it doesn't, it's hard to explain. I think that I probably speak for most musicians at my level it's just like a confirmation that they made cool music and i didn't make that up that's I, I forget who said that but there's an actress who said that in her acceptance speech it's like confirmation not validation so that's how i feel about it it's just cool it's cool to have like i'd be happy without it but it's really special to me and i am the only girl i'm the only woman nominated you're the only uh woman nominated in the category that, that that's meaningful to you too i'm sure Yes, and if I win, then I'd be the first woman ever to win. It'd be meaningful for you to for, for, for you to win on that level. Yeah, it's like, I mean it's the same. Obviously, selfishly, I want to do that, but it's just every time there's been a woman nominated, I I just would love to kind of break that glass ceiling and have any of them win. So I'm like, why not me? Well, I mean, I think you have a really good shot. It's a it's a really great record. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Coming up, more of my conversation with the metal band Spirit Box. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? 
I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Here's more of my conversation with the metal band Spirit Box. We were just talking about you in the in the office because we were talk we were talking about the band. Uh, uh, I don't know if our office is full of metal fans, so we were talking about coming in, and uh, some, and someone in the office said Spirit Box. Oh, I, I'm not familiar, and I said, Oh, um, two members of Spirit Box were in this that band. Uh, I wrestled a bear once. Uh, and I have to be careful about how I say that because in Newfoundland we say B E A R and B E E R the same way. So to me, it's I wrestled a beer once, but it's I wrestled a bear once, which was with this band that you were you were you were, you were a part <laughs> that of. Be that would be correct too. We had that on beer koozies. They said I wrestled a beer once. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm all right. Um, and uh, and 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 people in the office went, oh right, right, that band, yeah, of course. Um, are you are you cool with me asking why you why you left that band? Because I I remember that band. You guys were moving. Are, are you cool talking about why why that stopped? I mean, the reality. I like. I'm glad that social media was doing its role. That it looked like our band was successful. But the reality was that our band wasn't doing well. I mean, the last couple of shows that we played, we were direct to support to another band. You know, we were really concerned because we thought we accepted the tour for $750 a night, but really it was $500 a night. Every time we do any of our one-off shows, we'd play to like 15 people. So every it's so funny because everyone's like, whenever I see people be like, I really, I miss, I miss Iwabo. And I'm like, yeah, you did miss Iwabo. You missed our show because you didn't go. So there's that. And then also just turns out I like being in control of what I'm doing. I, I like being the decision maker in my band. And so does Michael. So in that band, we weren't, we were just, we were the new people in that band. So we put in our two weeks notice. So, so you come back to Victoria full time, you, you start spirit box. I heard a great uh, story about, about this. Um, and I wanted to know if it was true that um, you and, and, and Michael uh, were engaged at the time you get married and you used the money that you got for gifts for the wedding to fund this record. Am I right about that? Yes. We we asked for some things on a registry, but we just knew most people wouldn't. No one does that anymore. We knew most people would just give us a couple bucks. So we put we and we had, you know, we had a good amount of people at the wedding. We had like 80 people there. So they, we passed the pot around and they they helped fund our EP. <laughs> it's not that you open my heart Folding like a I love that that you make this record because I like it because you're supposed to that money is supposed to go to like helping uh, a young couple start their lives and if making the record that gets them like going viral and 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 achieving like big success in the music industry isn't helping people start their lives I don't really know what is that's pretty good yeah, I think that was a good, better investment than like a, a dish set or like the blender. I think uh, they, they got some nice blenders now. I don't know. About them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, uh, the the um, 
Holy Roller is the song that starts to do, to do really well. So then you have um, you have like fifteen people coming to your gigs in your last band, and you you know things aren't going as well as you wanted them to. When did you start to realize that Spirit Box was was starting to work out? When did you start to realize like, oh wow, the, the people are really starting to connect with this music? I think honestly, not till a lot later because I think the people my age, like millennial people, I think yeah. that it's hard for us. I think we we're like the last generation to kind of feel like we have a um, the internet life and then the re- real life, and so like my internet life me trying to have that be like spirit box Courtney and spirit box Michael was a fantasy. And then like data entry Courtney and like hair salon receptionist Courtney, you know, making minimum wage. Unfortunately that like for us, that became our real identity. And then like musician, like rock star Courtney and Michael was a fantasy again, slowly that shifted, but it, I, it took to like, I saw people physically in real life, like showing up once our, like our album, our first album, Eternal Blue came out and we had like a big party for it and like a pop-up shop and stuff in Los Angeles. Until that happened, everything just feels so not real, like in a really weird way. You have to kind of protect yourself almost with imposter syndrome because I'm like, well, these people aren't here to see us. They're here to see Under Oath, the band we are open. We are the opening band for. And until I we till this year, really, when we did our first ever headliner in the states and in the UK, like until then, that's kind of when I was like, wait, like these people are here to see us. Yeah, they're not going to leave when we play. So I don't know. It's it's everything's happened wrong, you know. Well, and then now you have this, this, um, you have this, you do this collaboration with, so for people who aren't familiar with your music, it's, it's heavy, it's metal, it's heavy music. You do this collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion, who is not just a hip hop artist, the biggest hip hop artist in the world right now. Talk me through that. I am just as shocked as you. Like I am a, huge fan of Megan and I like I like to claim I'm a huge fan of her before she was very very famous I'm a hottie that's what she calls her fans so we are so honored because we all are we all adore her does she reach out to you is is that how it happened yeah I mean it's one of those weird music industry things she and I have never talked but we've talked through screenshots you know Megan says yeah that sounds that sounds really cool let's have a metal band do my song and then her guidance was just, I'm not going to give you any guidance. I just don't want it to be you just sampling this. Like I want it to be like a, a, a kind of new song. Do whatever you want. Sorry, I, for, I, for, for people who are listening to this on the, on the radio or on the podcast, after she said, do whatever you want, Courtney just kind of went, uh, how, do I, how do I explain this? Like, what? What? The face, facial expressions of like, huh? What, what do you mean? Until she sent the stems over though, like, I'm like this. There's no way that this is actually going to happen. But the turnaround time from receiving to her, not just being like the song's done, but releasing the song was less than two days. It's a different world yeah. where she knew she wanted to strike when the iron was hot, and she just to interact with an artist like that, like the confidence level. 
how sure of herself she doesn't say like, oh, I think maybe you should make that end part the chorus. She's so like sure of herself. She's such like a producer. She, you know, she she just heard it and goes, I'd like this turned up. I'd like my vocal up. The end part, she should have that sing it as the chorus. It's great. I learned so much just from this very peripheral interaction I had. Breaking down and I had the whole world watching. But the worst part is really who watched me. Every night I cried, I almost died. And nobody close tried to stop me. As long as everybody getting paid, right? Everything will be okay, right? I'm winning, so nobody tripping. Bet if I ever fall off, everybody go. And then she sent us a giant thing of flowers. And I'm such a big fan of her. because So that was like really, I, that was a treat for me so i hope she i hope she goes to the grammys and i go and then i like meet her because she just seems like a really cool person and i'm a huge fan of her so i hope I so to- i hope so too i i that's an amazing story listen before we go and we only got a, about a minute here left what's the lesson here like i just i love this story that you were uh, in a band that was you know the that had the appearance of doing all right but you, you the shows weren't doing that well there was you were kind of you know back to Victoria kind of working day jobs. Something obviously happens, whether it be like resilience or stick to itedness or just belief in yourself. Because now you're this Canadian band nominated for a Grammy in one of the hardest categories to get nominated in at the Grammys. Have you been looking back at this and going like, oh, the lesson is this, or the advice is this? My only. The only thing I can say is that you need to be delusional enough to believe in yourself. You also need to be extremely hardworking and talented, but unfortunately, even more importantly, you just need to be lucky. It's a roulette wheel spin. It's a pull. Like I'm just, I'm here because I worked hard, 10% of it, but the nine, the other 90 is, is luck. And unfortunately, that's just the truth. It's all it's it's luck. So I'm I'm just happy to be here, and I'm going to work hard to stay here. That's that's one. I I that is one hundred percent the answer. It's a it's a. I'm so happy to have someone finally say it. It's a it's a roulette wheel. Thank you so much. It's a roulette wheel that if you can get access to play the machine, it's a it's a roulette wheel. Uh, thank you so much. Well, your your band is great. What a great story you have. Great record. Just so nice to talk to you. Thanks for making the time. Thank you. And I, I really appreciate you guys. And I hope that this, I'm hoping, my dream is that this is like the beginning of the story and not just like the climax of the story, you know. So that's my, that's my goal. I, I just love that kind of story. I mean, we had a, we had a, what was it, the other day we had a guest on Blood Nymph from Kelowna, BC. Again, sort of outside the mainstream music conversation gets a kajillion streams on Spotify is, you know, is doing insanely well online. Same thing with Spirit Box, maybe a little outside of the mainstream, like newspaper-y, you know, radio-y music conversation blowing up right now. Something going on in BC. Something going on in BC right now. Courtney LaPlante of Spirit Box was my guest. They're up for best metal performance at the Grammys. They're also on tour. For more information on that, go to spiritbox.com. Um, let's hear a little bit more metal. This is Spirit Box and Ultraviolet. This is the final time I'm waking up Inside a dream that doesn't break enough of the soul I once was In the light I once loved I can see it shining through the trees 
Courtney LaPlante from the band Spirit Box was my guest. They're up for Best Metal Performance at the Grammys. They're also on tour. For information on that, go to spiritbox.com. The other conversation up on our podcast today, I don't know if you've seen this new documentary called The Greatest Night in Pop. Uh, It's on, on Netflix. It's about the recording of We Are the World. Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, Cyndi Lauper, all together in the same room recording this song. They're getting a little silly. Bob Geldof from the Boomtown Rats, the guy who did Do They Know It's Christmas and Live Aid, walks in, tells them about the famine that's happening in that time at, in Ethiopia, and settles them down. We thought it was a good, uh, uh, we thought it was a good opportunity to re-air a conversation with Bob Geldof we had about the power of music as advocacy. And you can find that on our podcast right now. All right, we'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.